Yes, Allah! It's a perimeter breach. The Iron Dome has collapsed. And Hacker Hameen leads the charge into the Monday locker room. To break it all down, the latest news headlines and terror here. ChannelAttitude.com, Hameen Media Group, rise and praise, YOLO. good what's good what's good guys man what a what an insane weekend around uh the world right like uh crazy to sit there and try and watch uh some football or fast lane or anything else man when uh you know the uh death and destruction of uh humanity just continues bro and uh you're trying to just live your life as best you can and uh, obviously there's people in the world uh, that we don't know their plight to some degree because to to strike back like that it's it's a it's a tough uh, thing like of whose side are you on and then even in America as divisive as we are here we are in New York City with Palestinian <laughs> Palestinian rallies in Times Square man and uh, who would have thought in 22 years time span you'd go through such a I don't even know what you'd call it Streisand effect or uh, you know opposite outcome of anything that uh, is possible um and you know people are like oh you don't stand with israel you don't do this i know this is heavy talk right out of the gate here but uh i mean the reality is is uh yeah we can either rest on the laurels of not rest on the laurels that's wrong wrong terminology we can either uh play sympathetic ear to the plight of uh holocaust you know in world war ii and how insane that it, that concept even is and and then the rehoming of uh what was left of uh, an entire uh, exterminated uh populace you know what i mean very effed up uh, to even wrap our heads around that humans are capable of that not that it doesn't go on even still in africa and other places but then um you know you live long enough to watch the hero become the villain and uh, i've seen a lot of uh just insane colonization and uh you know you'd think uh the people two generations removed would have some uh aspect of respect for people in the plight that their people were in but it doesn't seem like that and it was more of <laughs> You know, the the persecuted become the persecutors. And how long are you going to sit there and take that and have your your land taken away? You're, you're under lock and key with guns pointed at you that you can't even go anywhere. Any you know, because these this richer country says so, uh, you know, and uh, they control all the wealth of the world with the Zionism. And uh, then things like this happen that are unthinkable. Uh, and but you're like, well, <laughs> I see why people uh, strike back. You know, I mean, how long when you're broke, you break. How long can you go with this? But then, uh, 
that's the easy on the surface level. And when you get to the conspiracy horseman level of it, of uh, we gave Iran $6 billion, they turned around and used it for this. The fact that the Iron Dome and the defenses around Israel are the most <laughs> high tech in the world that a pigeon landing near the fence or a cat walking will send it off and they send recruits out. Meanwhile, this place was breached in 15 different spots allegedly and they came in on hang gliders and paragliders and 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 dropped them i saw guys dropping into a what looked like a playground or a, a water park fun park almost uh fucking coming down on parachutes well that means a plane had to fly overhead and got through all these things lead to a lie hop event let it happen on purpose or made it happen on purpose and like I said, the surface argument can go back to Arabs versus Jews and who's the bully and who's not and who's done terrible things to each other and back to Yasser Arafat and the PLO, uh, you know, PLO style, Buddha monks with the Al, PLO style, style, style. Um, yeah, man, uh, this this seems like a never-ending uh, FU since they got resettled there in the 60s and, you, and even that was a Rothschild plan that entire plan. So there's all this stuff that goes way deeper, but at the, at the 2023 level, you know, in the nineties, we felt like we were at least understanding human beings. And by 2023, since we've been through hmm, immigration, George Floyd, tea party, fucking January 6th. uh, I mean, you name it, right. I don't got to recount it all for you. We've never been more divided in, uh, and then ever now here's the bigger part of this if we already have russia and ukraine and now we're now we're talking at a g20 world leader summit to undo uh the american project as i call it now i guess democracy to crush this whole thing once and for all you start a cold war with russia use ukraine as the battleground which is what we're doing now they are trying to dump the american dollar and there is uh, the new uh, China, Russia, India. I can't remember who else is in on it. Iran, somebody else. Oh, and Saudi are ready to dump the American dollar. And uh, that when, every war is a banker's war, is an old saying. And when that happens, we want to take out the biggest enemy well the enemy of my enemy is my friend and that's why all those guys are uh, coalition together and controlling massive amounts of uh wealth across the world and um now here we are and the best way to conquer your enemy is to split their focus on different fronts so if you've already paid how much out of your taxes to Ukraine in what is now being called a losing war. And that's just a sound bite because anytime you hear that, that means it's been put out as a propaganda uh, piece. Um, and then this pops off with Israel and instantly is going to have effects across the nation with people who are already divided. Plus the, Strong Jews of Washington, New York City, and L.A. that really control this country. And and a lot of corporations and a lot of stock in those corporations, if not being on the board itself. So right there in America as a corporation, they're all going to be in on it together. Now here comes part three. 
I wouldn't doubt that China uh, goes after Taiwan in the next 30 to 90 days. So now you're talking about wars on all fronts. <laughs> Our focus is split. We're not really in any of them as a hot war, however we are, because CIA is running it in Ukraine and there's American soldiers kayfabe there. And I'm sure there is in Israel too. And especially with, I heard four Americans dead so far and who knows how many kidnapped yesterday, which is a Hezbollah Hamas, uh, you know, that's what they do. They, they take prisoners because they traded a thousand, uh, uh, for one soldier Israel did in the past. They traded a thousand Palestinian civilians for one soldier that, that Hamas had. So now if you've got that many people and I've seen B roll footage again, who knows? It's all propaganda at this point of like, two and three year olds to four year olds locked in uh, a cage. That's not even three feet tall and, you know, 12 feet long, like eight of them, nine of them in there of, of hostages. They took yesterday, little kids, man, like what the fuck are we doing in this world, bro? Like who, who are we as animals or whatever God you believe in fucking Allah, or you don't believe in Jesus cause you're a Jew and you believe in fucking Moses's old way teaching of this ancient shit like that I think it's time for an upgrade if you're fucking taking four-year-olds and putting them in a cage you your your god sucks your religion sucks and you suck <laughs> at the end of the day if that's what it fucking comes down to bro over what some fucking piece of dirt where back in the day 2000 3000 4000 years ago people fucking crucified Jesus in the same way. So now you're just proving that nobody gets any smarter. Everybody's addicted to gold King Midas size and fucking that this shit goes on and on and on, whether it was the Romans at that time or not, you know what I mean? It's just the same in our DNA asshole principle, as opposed to where you sponge, love thy neighbor, turn the other cheek, all that shit. And, uh, you know, people say that the Quran's not an angry book and, and shit like that. Oh, yeah. You just fucking went into neighborhoods and started whacking out civilians. Now, I get everybody in Israel has to be part of the IDF at one point. But still, you'd think humanity, we could get beyond this fucking apish fucking killing. of. Some, I mean, it probably goes back to that time and just smashing another primate in the head with a fucking rock because... He ate some fucking stick that you wanted to eat, you know. Um, switch my mic. Oh, my. Speaking of upgrades, you guys don't like the SM58? Sounds like shit this morning. Sorry, Vet. I sent you the link, Vet. I mean, you want to heat on me in person, it's in your Twitter DMs. And then the other part of that is <laughs> you got to sit here and watch fucking football and nobody sells anything because everybody's sitting on one ass cheek because of the corporate sponsors that are all owned by those same Zionists. So you can't even say our thoughts are with the people who've lost their lives and put that shit over, you know, it's all just such a fucking cringe worthy, uh, look at the human existence and the masters who are doing this, that are really sending in extremist pawns on both sides the cockiness of the Israelis and the tech, but the fact that how those, whatever you want to call them, terrorists, one man's terrorist, another man's freedom fighter, um, freedom fighters, terrorists crossed and did atrocious things. You know, I'm not saying, 
murder is fucked, you know, and, and the way they were doing it. But what is their reason behind it? It's not uh, as much of a, I think, Hitler, I hate Jews because of my own self-loathing. It's uh, definitely when you're broke, you break. How much can you fucking take? Uh, because these guys got the world powers and all the tech, you know. And But when they're coming in on paragliders, bro. <laughs> Could have got him with the shotgun when they were fucking coming down. Like in the, the Hezbollah Air Force, uh, Hamas Air Force's paragliders, that pops me, even though it's fucked up and bad shit happened. Or that those guys fucking were parachuting into a goddamn water park. And fucking imagine that you're trying to, to land and here comes fucking Dumbo the Clown's fucking, or Dumbo uh, the, the elephant's trunk, uh, from the water park and you smash your crotch into that coming in at about 40 miles an hour. I mean, I try and find a little comedy even in the darkest times, but I think that'd be a fucking hilarious sketch of the guys trying to invade uh, the, the Hamas fucking paratrooper corps, And they landed in Shannon forest water safari and fucking get destroyed by people because they came in too hot and fucking smashed into the <laughs> water slides and shit. Um, you know, so it's uh yeah they said the cedar point throwdown mike martin gets points on cedar point um <laughs> but yeah i know i'm just uh you know running it here this morning but to, to sit there and watch football and lose bets and i got my clock cleaned yesterday on almost everything hopefully you guys did something i know i didn't do shit a lot of big upsets uh you know yesterday and um <laughs> Even while that's going on, like I got Twitter verse on on, you know, what's up to the minute. And when I don't see new footage and I see repeat footage, now we're talking big propaganda. We're, you know, it's just over and over and over again of the same shit. Um, so it, 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 it also just uh, sets off a red flag with me, man. But uh, as always, man, uh, ready to do the run-in. It's uh, HMG, a soldier right from the front lines. Give us reports of that, man. How you doing today, buddy? Doing all right, Ben. How are you? I'm good. My my SM58 isn't sounding good, bud. I don't think it's on. It sounds like you're. I'm I'm getting some acoustics that tell me maybe your PC or laptop mic is picking this up. Is it? That's what it sounds Check. like. You don't sound clean like you normally do. Check here. I appreciate that. Um, default check one, two. Y'all lie any better? You guys out there, it sounds, uh, somebody's saying it sounds perfect. Yo, Jimbo, I'm not sure. Uh, because the vet, <laughs> I don't know if you that got. That sounds better. Okay. Yeah. I just had to, re to set, switch something on there. So I appreciate that. And I'll be aware of it because the main laptop is fucking mm. dead, bro. Uh, we've got it down at forensics now trying to pull off all the classified files off the hard drive because there's some big Photoshop files that I spent 40, 50 hours putting together on there for horseshoe genetics, uh, nutrient line, and and a lot of uh, pictures of my dogs and, and wrestling shows and, you know, trips and stuff that you'd like to have and a lot of files. But uh, referee sideburns is on it. He's in the lab taking care of business, but uh, got the, the loner hookup, so... Things are all, <laughs> dude, you know, you know what that's like to have to go through everything. And it took me four hours to get all the passwords relinked and all the Google Chrome yeah, shit. It was, it was a lot, man. It was a lot, but, uh, thankfully we can, we can keep on here. We're just doing it on, uh, uh, a hope and a prayer and fucking bubblegum dreams. Uh, but yeah, man, I was, I'm, I'm sure you heard me just going off of everything that uh, is popping off right now with, uh, 
Palestine, Hamas, Hezbollah, and uh, Israel, man. And uh, it's only going to get more amped up, I think. And I, I think you're going to see that this is all by design through this new coalition, which they'll deem the access of evil soon enough, uh, you know, China, Saudi, uh, you know, Iran, uh, and, and everybody else. I think India's in on it with them. Uh, to get rid of the American dollar, crush the American dream, and Sun Tzu Art of War would tell you to split your focus of your enemy, uh, especially if it's just us versus those countries in, in a lot of ways. I mean, the UK and the Coalition of the Willing. We've already got a, a hot war in Russia, a, a proxy war using Ukraine, backed by all U.S., you know, and, and billions of our tax dollars gone, probably trillions at this point. And then uh, here this pops off with we got to back Israel, even though they've been the bullies and it's easy to reignite Islamic terrorism. I got, I'll have plenty of heat on October 21st and immortal. Right? And, uh, and I think the third one that we've been waiting on is China to fuck over Taiwan and they'll be able to do it because we're our focus is split and this goes back uh you know to like i said sun Tzu and probably before machiavelli uh level tactics so it, it, interesting of what's coming and it doesn't look like uh bright days of uh shiny happy people ahead you know to sit here and watch football while all this is going on and the plight of humanity it's just like what the fuck are we i thought we were came from a generation of weed sex hip-hop understanding you know like and now we're back to some shit that feels like turn of the century world war one world war two shit like to the people that don't know you know what i mean like his accent's different kill him <laughs> like that's that's where it feels like we are as a human uh, as humanity but the reality too and the conspiracy horseman side is it's all <laughs> top level bankers using these people it doesn't matter if it's immigrants getting shipped to new york city you know people in ukraine or or people that were taken hostage or killed yesterday it's all pawns in a way bigger game that you don't have any control over they're just going to keep doing this shit and now i think the other big part of that too i know i'm going on is <laughs> how many how many fucking guys have come across the border in this, our borders being so porous and are set up to do whatever Hezbollah, Iran has armed them to do to, to cause the next terror play here to shut things down. And you'll just hear the words. It was a, uh, a, a huge uh, failure for the intelligence community, just like in, in nine <laughs> 11. And I've heard it uh, in sound clips the last 48 hours, at least 20 times. So that's just how they quick write it off. But the reality is, is they're all in on it and they're letting it happen and they'll let people die just to advance their new, new, new world order agenda, bro. Well, to touch on something that you said about what are we as humans, you know, is the fact is we've always been this. It's just that we have new toys to play with. Yeah. That's really the only difference. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah, it, was, when, it, was a, when it was a stone... Yeah. When it was a club, you know, when somebody invented a, a sword, when somebody invented a gun, we've always had these different ways that we wanted to wipe each other off the face of the earth. So now we're using uh, all these fun uh, tech, uh, you know, you know, plans and, and other yeah. things to really disrupt, you know, all the, the shit that we made up out of thin air to define things. 
Yeah, or be religious sects in order to do that. But uh, the the big work of it is and uh, is that the Iron Dome was turned off. These guys came in on a paraglider. <laughs> Like that pops me, bro. Like that, that they could even fucking do that, and uh, and that they breached the wall in fifteen places where this is insanely the most high tech. You even get close to three hundred yards. I think it is. They have right to kill you and smoke you, and there's no unprotected spot like Texas, Arizona, like shit. This is armed guards, razor wire, fucking underground uh you know the feel trembles even coming from trucks and stuff from miles away and shit like something something big is going on here with a lie hop of that let it happen on purpose and uh to to kick this shit off bro and like i said how the fuck can you give a shit about the broncos <laughs> after that you know you're sitting here yeah i just felt like an asshole haven't even watched football i'm like dude this is fucked it's fucked, you know, yeah. but, um, I think, uh, I think we, we got something, uh, I know, uh, retro rocker of you here is being, uh, sarcastic, uh, us has nothing to worry about millions of unchecked illegal aliens flooding in. It'll be okay. Uh, yeah. And we, we know it's not going to be. And, uh, now <laughs> what, what's coming next, man, you know, is this going to be the red dawn era? is it really going to be that am i going to be living up at camp trying to get this signal out with the fucking 308 cock locked and ready to rock wherever i go you know what i mean it's it'll be interesting so uh my advice to them don't attack during winter you're going to get fucked over <laughs> you have no snowmobiles and no snow clothes you are not going to make it in new york <laughs> so maybe it will be arab spring but uh it's just crazy to see palestinian support in times square you know and then here's all the jews that really own new york after 22 years after 9 11 that shit is going on there that that's that's insane to me bro yeah <laughs> i I've, I've got nothing to add to it's all good <laughs> i'm sorry uh well i mean we got to switch it up because i don't want to stay on this uh all the all the time because we easily could uh it's the monday locker room and uh i was uh i didn't watch fast lane uh, I went Good out for to, you. thank you, buddy. I went to the Uptown Theater in uh, Utica, New York, uh, a, a theater that's being redone. And I'm very happy for them. They're teaching improv there. Uh, the the current management came from Improv Olympic LA and they brought that back here to Utica. And there's a, a it seems like a good little community they're building there. And my mentors, Stephanie Weir and Bob Dassey, along uh, with Rich Tallarico, a, a group known as Trio, were there, just masters of improv. Stephanie's probably the most well-known uh, from her Mad TV time, and I think Rich Tallarico wrote Parks and Rec, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm not one, one of those, like, spin-out shows, maybe 30 Rock. I can't remember. Um, and just master-level improv, and uh, got to tell them, you know, how much – their guidance changed my life because I was in random acts in Fredonia uh, in college. Your mom goes to college and uh, they came out with second city tour co and did one of these shows. And then, uh, um, you know, seminar with us. And I had a really good day that day. And they said, you need to go to Chicago if you really want to do this shit because you're, you're good enough to do it. <laughs> and that was what set me in that motion for the next six years out of that. I brought, 
friends that would end up getting married friends uh nice peter for epic rap battles of history like all that never would have happened had they not tipped that domino of me in motion that way and uh, then from there you know when i met ed ferrara and he told me go south young man to louisville which uh set me in the motion of this so uh, it, it's uh, incredible those key moments in your life of mentors or somebody guiding you in a certain way and to get back to see them 23 years later. I mean, I, I saw them plenty in Chicago when I lived there, but to be able to tell them just thank you and, and that you were an integral part of my journey and it might not have happened if, if A, I didn't listen, but B, you didn't tell me, uh, you know, uh, and they were tickled with that saying that it made their day and uh you know how much that means and i have my students who you know i appreciate we appreciate rip in the same way but uh i lost friends young and it's important for me to say those things when i get the opportunity so that was a really cool saturday night and they absolutely killed it uh, at the show and to do high level improv you have to see it done so you understand it and the light bulb goes off you just can't do theater games and be like i'm an improviser like to really do it you have to you have to see masters do it and a lot of people got to so i'm excited to see whose life they changed this weekend 20 years from now man so I know I'm going on. You don't and on, often but... get a chance to to do that. No. I mean, how many people no. get to tell their, you know, their mentors or whatever? Like uh, a lot of times, we somewhere along the way either lose touch or sometimes even unfortunately, you know, we lose people. So we don't always get to say those things, even if even under the best of circumstances, we may just never cross paths again. So that's really good right. that you were able to get a chance to do that. And I'm sure they appreciate it even more than they let on. No, they, they, they let on pretty big that it, wow. It made their, like, you know, you, you don't expect that. And I go, you, you might not remember me. They call me pops and I had hair and no beard, <clears throat> excuse me, no beard. Uh, but they, they did and, and, and got it right away. So it, it was very cool, man. Um, yeah. And I did that instead of a fast lane. <laughs> hey, so you made the right choice. Yeah. Did you watch? Um, I watched, I'm, I'm, I'm most of the way through it. I think, you know, kind of having it off to the side and, and, mm -hmm. you know, multitasking and things. Um, but it's just another, you know, I've just, I'm just thinking, um, in terms of just wrestling as a whole, um, not just WWE, but, but, uh, especially WWE because they've got so many people that they could have hot right now and everything's just ice cold every decision they make is like throwing a fire blanket on somebody it, yeah you know la knight is he's now at that point where people are making non-wrestling related memes using him you know so that's like putting him with john cena is funny because john cena is in that same meme category right 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 um that's how you know somebody's really getting over you know other guys not on that level um and it shows you know roman not over not even there seth not rollins there. Yeah, not yeah. over no one knows who seth rollins is outside of wrestling like no you, you can't say that name to anybody and have them know what you're talking about right you could say john cena you know you could say the rock you can't really say you could say the undertaker and you know that's about it stone cold i'm just you know like there's there's a handful of people but nobody's really over even though they've got so many people that are good enough to be in that you know let's let's get these guys over let's get them mainstream let's do these things and they're always just kind of not 
really trying. So it's in essence, the way I would describe it is they've got a chessboard out. Okay. They've got all these pieces, some very powerful pieces that if used strategically can do exactly what you need them to do, uh, to win, to win a battle, to win a war, whatever, uh, to be a sacrifice, whatever the case is. And they're playing checkers with them all. Everything's the same. They all move the same way. Um, their, their creativity is, Oh, I'll put one checker on top of another checker. Now they're a King. You know, it's like that, that's, that's the extent of the creativity, but they could be doing so much more. What does fast lane even mean anymore? It used to be the go between from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. So in, in essence, at least the name made sense. Uh, right. now it's just stuck in October for what it was fast lane to what you was know, it, was it, was it even just invented for a fast and the furious, like takeoff? Like, I don't even know. Maybe it could have been, I think you know, it was, I'm not could have sure. been. And that was so many years ago now, but, right. um, so it, I don't even really know what they're doing, but the show itself was just like, eh, you know, eh. gotcha. Uh, sometimes those uh, like off pay-per-views over deliver because you're not hyped for mm. them, but then you're like, wow, that was pretty fucking good. You know? Um, but yeah, I, there, there wasn't much business here to be done. And what you said about them stacking up like checkers, I agree. Cause I got to do the SmackDown review with Stevie and they had a, a great match, which I thought was for the title. <laughs> and I was like, wow, they're giving this away on Friday. Cause they must not be doing it Saturday with Bobby Lashley and Ray. Bobby goes over and then we find out it's non-title or whatever. Like they didn't book. I was like, what the fuck? And then right after that, Dragon Lee has a match right after it. Like, hey, we're debuting the luchador. Okay, well, let's shine him up real good. What's the best way we do it? Let's put the most famous luchador of all time right on before him and have him fucking go under. You're like, oh, okay. So so many weird decisions like that, for example. Um, You know, uh, so Jade Cargill gets out of a car at Fastlane and she's wearing like what would be wrestling gear yeah so it's it's the equivalent of like if if you had dwayne johnson pull up and he gets out in the brahma bull trunks like why would he ride around in that she even tried to try to qualify that though of like i don't know who you hang out with but when stars go out this is how we dress like oh really you dress in case the bell rings fucking you're ready to rock yeah no they don't and uh (laughs) so that's one thing then they had you know speaking of the lwo so you have this match where ray mysterio is supposed to have a mystery partner and then they start the match as a handicap match. And wouldn't you know, the mystery partner shows up uh, right as they need a hot tag. And it just so happens to be Carlito. So just, wait, you, well, so yeah, you mean they, to- they, they pumped that one too on SmackDown. They had them lay all the guys out and they're like, now they're down a man. Who are they going to get? Dude, Stevie Wonder could have seen Carlito coming on this. Well, one, besides, besides that, okay, we all know, even if you don't know, let's say you don't really care and you didn't think about it. You wonder who mm-hmm. the mystery partner could be. You could at least you you're gonna get the same pop if he shows up as the mystery partner to start the match. If you mean to tell me you're gonna start the match as a three on two, and and then, and then have him run in in the middle stupid, with music stupid. and everything, like sorry I'm late guys, uh, my flight got delayed. Like what, what are you John Cena now? Like what what the fuck is going on? Why why do they think? How are they get so bad at this? I don't if know, we go dude. back and watch twenty year old shows, would we be saying the same things and no. we just didn't care back then because we didn't know shit? I don't know. I, mean, I was pretty critical. About, I think about watching in OVW when we were watching tape. Uh, there's always been this like it looks good, it looks great in replay and recap in two and a half to three minutes it makes great sense and if that's all you were to watch you'd be like okay 
But if you sit there and watch all brutal 20 minutes of that sagging, you, you can punch so many holes in all their stuff. Why? There's no reason to have those holes there. Why are you setting it up there? It's 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 maddening. <laughs> right? It's mad. It would be it would be it would be easier for them to just be lazy and be like, all right, yeah. let's just let's just do the basics and here's a you know, here's the mystery partner, whatever. It's it would be so much easier and lazier, but it would still make more sense. That they're trying to they're trying to create artificial excitement by that, making things great. dynamic. Yeah. Like you're you're trying to have a dynamic atmosphere when you actually are literally producing live TV in a dynamic atmosphere. They don't it doesn't the, feel like a, it doesn't feel aspect. like a living breathing world because yeah. you've got all these people milling around backstage not interacting with each other as part of the programming but actually interacting with each other as a shoot. They got to have conversations, they got to do side business for the, you know, the dot coms and all these other things and there's there's so many things that you could use to you know, create your TV show and make it interesting. They're trying to manufacture excitement right. and it's never exciting. It always comes off as cliche and tired. They don't need to like Carlito gets over in the promo. Where's the backstage and here's our partner. And he comes in and the place pops, right? And he gets over mm -hmm. and does a little his bit. Instead, they go, no, you know, we'll get over if he came out spirit of 76 style in the middle and did the run. And like, you're like, then these other guys look stupid and we know they have a partner, but they're like, oh, our partners, like they think that false dynamic, like you said, building something, oh, it'll pop more. They don't weigh that against the reality of we're all going to look stupid. You know, yes. uh, like uh, they, they just, uh, it's got to stop. I don't care who it is. Michael Hayes, Bruce, who the, whoever's making these decisions or the guys who aren't going, aren't we all going to look dumb? At least uh, hopefully somebody's saying it and they're like, ah, no, 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 shut up or we'll fire you. Like, no, a guy's just like, mm-hmm, that, that is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm, no, it's not. Um, ridiculous. Uh, but uh, Jade Cargill, yeah, that you only get one chance to make a first impression and that's where they leave it and then she's got to put some Twitter quantifier out afterwards. That means we missed. That means we were in the wrestling bubble and we didn't fucking understand what it needed to be or we didn't talk it out the right way. Uh, and it's just a quick F you to Tony. And, and, right, exactly. And and then, and then you know, finally, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura once again can't beat a guy with a broken back. So who can you beat? Yeah, Why don't you just quit? <laughs> you right. might as well hang it up, buddy. You exactly. can't get it done now. So see ya. Like should have done it with uh what was it last um not last man standing, that was this show. Whatever the one was before that he had the chance to go over on him, he should have beat him there too. And they they missed like like you said, Seth isn't over as a household name. So him losing, if he's got a really got a bad back, Shinsuke's the perfect guy to take it off him and do that and then you can build somebody else to take it off him and then they can come back around when Seth's better and do the fucking fatal four-way or what have you just makes no goddamn sense whatsoever man really so yeah. even if Seth's not actually hurt and they're just using a historic injury they're still telling mm -hmm. us that he's hurt right now so yeah. whether he is or isn't that's the story they're telling and they're fucking yeah. up their story yeah hey i'm hurt but i'm still that good i'm that much better than everybody else even hurt Ex so you're, exactly. you're really not that hurt
You're not that except hurt. except you couldn't you 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 at, at full strength you couldn't beat Cody with one arm, but <laughs> right, okay. right. It's insane, bro. It's insane the the stupid justifications that they that they're uh they're putting out there, no doubt. Uh big shout out. We're 24 strong this morning in the chat room. I know some people had to leave for work, Todd Brantley and others, but uh y'all uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us. Um let's just see. Oh my my man uh the hammer, Charles the Hammer Evans in the house this morning yeah. sent me a, a delicious uh, breakfast pick that he was cooking up over there. Uh, I had to join him real quick. <laughs> Big shout out to you, Hammer, this morning, buddy. And uh, and a lot of uh, great shares this weekend. Uh, seeing um, big, big... Uh, interaction engagement uh, at Hameen Media Group uh, clips from uh, Kaz. So I really want to appreciate Kaz and I uh, reached out to have Crowbar on. I think uh, Crowbar may be joining us on the Friday locker room if the stars stay aligned this week. So very excited and uh, thankful for Kaz for doing that and excited to have Crowbar join us. So uh, another big week here at HMG, man. It's awesome. Awesome stuff. So Oh, uh, y'all. Uh, oh, man, all these goddamn pop-ups on WrestleStink.com. Uh, but I, obviously, it was going off on uh, everything World War III-wise, so I'll talk about uh, my brother-at-arms here. Muhammad Hassan, uh, performer, calls anti-American WWE character Vince's baby. <laughs> Mark Copani was recently a guest on the False Finish. Wow, I'm surprised at that. Where he delved into his brief controversial mid-2000s run as Muhammad Hassan, he recalled Arn Anderson and Jim Cornette first approaching him about the character. He said, no idea where it was going to go. It was Vince's baby, and Vince wanted to bring an Arab heel back into the WWE, said Capani, who's of Italian ancestry. Yeah, uh, so I was going to say that if you didn't. <laughs> Uh, previously performing as the cocky sunglass wearing Mark Magnus in Ohio Valley Wrestling before being repackaged, Kapani recalls Cornette saying that the only way he would become uh, the born again Hassan was to go away for a long time to maintain kayfabe. Cornette banned him from TV tapings for months. It felt like forever, he said, calling uh, the period the worst part of the change. Kopani received a main roster call-up shortly after returning to OVW, filming his vignettes for the Hassan debut. He called the early days working with WWE quite the experience and quite the blessing, noting the period was surreal and served up served as a wake-up call about uh, his road in life. Uh, repackaged and debuting as a sound wasn't what he thought his career would look like. He said, I thought I was going to be the rock. And Copani never thought he ended up portraying a character outside his ethnicity. Uh, nevertheless, he had no intention of turning down the idea when presented. He says, you don't say no to a character calling it a tremendous opportunity. Uh, he feels like the character wouldn't be acceptable nowadays. I would never imagine a character like this would have flown today, but back then it was so outrageous. Um, I don't see where it said McMahon's baby in there, but I believe it. And then that always just triggers me as a worker to go, oh, really? We got more heat now than we've had in a while. <laughs> you want the guys? We're here, the sons of Allah, ready to deliver uh, like we always do. And, um, you know, Blaze Aram and I would get it over. And if you're down for non-Arabs playing Arabs, well, we can cover that too. So, uh, and be far more controversial than Hassan was. Now, I've I've been fortunate enough to pay off some of the dream booking and work with Hassan three times, two times. Uh, and, uh, you know, definitely a guy who's in ring shape right now, like <laughs> LA night level ring shape, you know, and uh, I'm surprised he did that interview because he's pretty high up in 
education system. He only lives about an hour from here. And uh, I know they were pretty adamant for a while about you can't even reference it. We don't want you doing podcasts. We don't want you doing this. And I've seen him a couple of places and I was, he was in between getting promoted, which is why he could work with me in the meantime, you know? And uh, I was, I was grateful for that. I always was hopeful that we could get all of us together, Davari, uh, him, myself, Sabu, the Iron Sheik, um, you know, Blaze, any, anybody who's ever done the gimmick, because everyone always, for all of us, like, like the marks will come up. You're not the Iron Sheik. You're not Muhammad Asai. You're, not, you're like, I know I'm not, motherfucker. I'm Ben Hameen, and I'm actually more evil than all of them. <laughs> you know, so uh, that that I always wanted to get us all together to do one thing, but now Sheik's gone. But uh, we all have to face that. We all we all get that. I talked to him about it, and. Uh, yeah, the guy's a hell of a worker in, in insane shape all the time. I think he runs like 10 miles a day. And um, th- this character, the work can handle anything. As long as you got the American or the coalition to, to beat them, we can get heat and go over. Right now, if you wanted to, you could run me and Colt Cabana <laughs> for big money <laughs> on indies if you wanted to, right? Like, there's there's opportunity to do to do big things if you wanted to bring Muhammad Hassan back and have Goldberg run through him you absolutely could and it would get over but do you have the balls to do it or the intelligence of people on your staff I do not think you do (laughs) so um but I like seeing that this is Vince McMahon's baby because he's a twisted motherfucker just like I am and he knows what real heat does to pack the houses full to pay shit off so it'll be interesting in the upcoming indie shows, just the resounding hatred that I'll receive based on what happened this weekend. I think uh, Mark Magnus was a guy that was just, no matter how you look at the way they handled everything, he was just so, I guess green is the only way to say it at that time. Yeah. Like he could barely run the ropes, you know, when he was starting an OVW and, you know, it's just a little much. It's something that like, it would take a more seasoned guy to be able to fully pull off. But even if you had a seasoned guy to do it, you know, it's the WWE. So they're going to fuck it up. Right. I mean, just look at the mentality of like, Oh, but at least need- they were doing happenings, like things they didn't do with retribution. They were doing right there. They had the guys show up all in black, like Al Ox and Martyrs Brigade guys, and do right. the kidnapping shit. Like right, the, and that's exactly what around. ended the gimmick and got them kicked off. Of, <laughs> well, yeah, the, so London, exactly. the London bombings and and all that is what fucking right. Happened. And no, and nobody told them they couldn't do it anymore. They just didn't do it right because that's just how they are. Nobody told um, them <laughs> if you had if you had anybody. If you had anybody, um, if you had anybody that had any sense or any logic or any intelligence running things there, then we could make things work. Unfortunately, now it's like wrestling is obviously phonier than ever. So the more you try to bring real shit into it, this is the same thing I we keep talking about you and I. It's the more you try to bring real shit into it, the more it sticks out like a sore thumb because of how phony everything around it is. So it's almost just, it's you're just introducing bad taste into what's already phony. So, um, but just the mentality of like, we need an Arab. Well, this guy's Italian. I don't care. He or, looks Arab or, or, or hey, we, hey, we need a Cuban. Well, this guy's Iranian. I don't care. So you had our good friend Armando Estrada, you know, ended up doing the Cuban gimmick. He's from Iran. 
And before that, right after Muhammad Hassan got called up, he did the Sheik gimmick because I think they were going to plug him into it. He was the Sheik at OVW before yeah, he was Armando the- Estrada. Yeah, and he switched. He switched it up. You know, yeah. so he didn't want to, He, I don't think he no. wanted to do something like that. So he made a completely different character and they wanted that. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like that shows you how they're not even keeping tabs on their own developmental system. And, and, you know, at least it's a little bit better now. You could see that they are paying attention to NXT. So they're trying yeah. to, you know, have some synergy with it. But back then it was like, you know, it, I, I, was it, was it, it was either Jim Cornette or somebody talking about something that Jim Cornette told them where he said that Jim Cornette would give them a list of all the people from most ready to least ready. And they would always call it the people on the bottom. <laughs> that weren't, yeah, that they, that they weren't ready. That's some good rib. Um, yeah, man, but you don't say no to character, especially if it's coming from Vince. And uh, that was interesting and high level. But the thing is, whether it's the network executives that answer to Israel that wanted that pulled or just somebody saying, well, you know, advice wise inside the office, um, if you want to do damage uh, to uh, a certain group or ethnicity and that you give them heat, but then they get beat that that's what people are looking for. That's the PTSD payoff of what's going on in the real real world and how wrestling can echo that that's the same way that fucking looney tunes racist cartoons paid off you never saw tojo and those guys going over in the fucking cartoons like they made fun of them at the end right so like i said we we all expect there to be some woke culture of like oh i wouldn't make fun of that person's ethnicity and da 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 anymore that's just wrong and racist and it is but so is breaching people's border and murdering 600 of them and taking a thousand hostage or whatever it is, right? Like this is what, where we are as a society. So why can I not have a Russian wrestler, a fucking Arab wrestler and a Chinese wrestler come together and fucking be the evil empire, bro. I'll tell, I'll tell you why, because if you have somebody that's, you know, breaching borders and killing civilians than to have somebody on television that may be tangentially related to that get a schoolboy one two three is not going to pay off anything. That's why well, it's not uh, enough. That's and that's what they're going to do. They are going to do that. It's going to be a schoolboy one two three <laughs> on the Arab terrorist character. Well, well, that's that's it. Problem. There will be no payoff ever. It's so <laughs> all you've done is remind people of horrible atrocities, and they didn't get a payoff. It's great. That's <laughs> well, I, that's I, what I would, would pay it up. I would actually do the mankind bump off the hell in the cell to pay it off if the business was done for two years the right way. Right? Like, well, I would expect no less from you. <laughs> like i would be like roll up no no we're not doing a roll up unless he puts a grenade in my pants or something i don't know like yeah. <laughs> pineapple surprise <laughs> yeah blows my nuts off um uh i guess uh this pops me right here frank he says ben did you see declan was at the pay-per-view i didn't i didn't watch the pay-per-view but now i may have to if declan was in the house everybody knows i'm a huge mark for declan uh, <laughs> he's he's gonna lead this place well of course he's gonna be there uh what if what if vince is working right through declan and now declan's backstage giving orders and he's got like he's just got to hold up the phone to like do you need me to call grandpa you, you don't want to do this finish okay 
Yeah, but <laughs> you don't Dex like the roll up. Yeah, you don't like the roll up. Okay, Declan with the cell phone is fucking could be a, the best character in Raw history. Is that gonna um, be a Master Shoot Theater character? Yeah. Oh yes, Declan with okay. the cell phone is coming soon to Master Shoot. And nice. um, but but interesting and yeah, dude. There's a thousand characters and great actors. Mark Copani could have been the Rock, the Italian version. He could have been sure. the next um. I, I the longest reigning champ of all time, fucking uh, until reigns. Uh, Bruno San Martino. He could have been the next Bruno if you wanted to go Italian pride, but instead they went with Italian pride with fucking Santino, right? Like and and did that, but um, instead of bringing in the FBI the way they should have or what have you, uh, we could we could add all that, but uh, he played the character he's given, and, and that was a great. Also with uh, Armando Alejandro Estrada uh, and what he did too, man. And it, he he well, got two over, and then yeah. they buried him. Yep. So there you go. There's your there's your there's your carrot for doing a good job and pulling the cart. You get buried. And and um, I got to, that kind of was a little whatever for me. Thanks to Dave Hero for booking it. But uh, at Cal's thirteenth birthday party, Calapalooza, I faced Armando. So I feel like all the guys you've done the gimmick almost, I've been able to pay off with to some degree. Um, I, I doubt Ali will want to work with me. Mansoor, I don't, I don't know. I haven't met him, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it'd be interesting though. There's a good bit of business there of calling out what is and what isn't. And I'd be happy to do it. Speaking of the great, Armando Alejandro Estrada. Have you had him on the uh, locker room before? I haven't, man. He's he's kind of uh, persona non grata. He did his uh, thing with um, the restaurant biz. I'm not sure if he's still involved. I know he's uh, out there in the Midwest, I believe. But uh, he'd be great. He'd be great to have on has no doubt about it, man. And uh, and I'm really surprised they haven't mixed him back in in the bloodline in some way right like if there's a guy to do something or be the stooge that was an affiliate into like what's going to happen here and there now that's a run out surprise like that's where you bring the guy out in the middle to fucking throw the money in the bank briefcase or whatever the fuck it is the pepper necklace and gives him the fuck you right like oh to like help solo sokoa win somebody or or uh even though he's uh i guess not released but they parted ways of from booker t school umaga's son right like Mm -hmm. where that like he should be with armando to come back in and 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 armando and Heyman could have some interesting scenes together that's what i was thinking that's right where my brain went i was like yes those two get them on if you want to have like the ultimate cheesy villain face off that's the best the thing that you could possibly do yeah with them working together dude absolutely absolutely um we talked jade cargill earlier but backstage course claims jade cargill won't be the last young aew star to make the wwe jump um source said the the competition means older talent from wwe will sign with aew while wwe takes aew's younger talent such as cargill into the company the source called history repeating itself uh the source claimed there was a pipeline from aew to wwe that's already been developed so that pretty much means people are calling cody and cody comes in stooges and then we say yes or no with some younger aew stars talking about leaving the company when their deal concludes it's apparently known within 
in AEW itself, there is a hope that number a number of younger stars moving from AEW will be few. So Tony Khan's company does not feel perceived as a feeder league like in baseball. Now, is this really being done with the offices where Khan's in on it, or this is just WWE having Cody and whoever else open the door to to come in through the back door and maybe it's who knows is it pat buck fucking helping guys get back over to wwe it could be one of uh or it could be multiple people right mm-hmm. uh of doing that of who you send there <laughs> yeah hey Ed, hey everybody edge is here can you not see the meeting of big man i want you to go over there get your money but i want you to let everybody know that they go could it be jericho <laughs> like there, it could be anybody opening the door to like I'll get you these guys and then you welcome me back with open arms because things over here aren't looking good. If you saw the pictures that got stooged off that 80% of the arena was empty at this week's dynamite. And then with TBS and here's another conspiracy part of it. They put the, that the show was going to air at 4 PM on there. So people's DVRs didn't work and they missed it. It was going to be edges big night. And they only drew 800,000 when that's a big moment that really all fans probably should have seen, you know, that that Christian and edge were going to reunite to some degree. And then however it ended, is there sabotage going on there? The sound was effed up. I mean, we can have all types of production roles, but that Wednesday show seemed like Murphy's law of what could possibly go wrong now will. And hmm, if you've got guys undermining you opening up the bidding war of 2024 and MJF's going to leave and punk's gone and she's gone and Cody's gone and FTR drops the titles. Cause they're probably going to jump like, that's rough already on a, on a locker room that is very low on morale. And I wouldn't doubt that Alistair Black and House of Black wants to leave. And I wouldn't doubt that uh, Miro and, and his wife want to go back as well, bro. Like, what does the future really hold here for AEW signing away older ex-WWE stars? I mean, they made it work in WCW with the NWO, but eventually – that overbloated uh, payroll and guys who couldn't work all the time is what sank this shit. Are we seeing history repeat itself? Oh, we could be. Um, And it's, it's uh, you, you could understand the logic too of like, well, we need name recognition, you know, like, cause we're, we're in trouble. We're in a little bit of trouble and we need name recognition but you're not getting name recognition. You didn't sign Edge. You signed Adam Copeland. That's who true. the fuck knows who that is? Are they like, was he the drummer for the police? I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who that is. So even if you advertise Adam Copeland, who the hell knows what that is? You know, just I talked I talk to Serena the other day, uh, Stooge Report, and uh, I go, are you going to join the Straight Copeland Society? Ooh. You think that is that that could get over? <laughs> What'd she say? Oh, yeah, you know, Bob, like, Bob, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I, I get it. And again, AEW has an embarrassment of, they've got a whole chess board that they could be playing very strategic games and doing mm-hmm. good programming with. But again, everybody's marginalized. They're playing checkers. I don't even know if it's checkers. It could be Candyland. It's just like, you know, like there's, there nobody's and and i i don't want to pick on them because i just already said the same thing about wwe supposed to be the leading promotion right the industry standard 
yeah. they don't know what they're doing, you know? Um, so it, creatively, obviously business-wise, they know what they're doing. Apparently they could, as you say, and I say, they could always be doing more business, but regardless, you know, the money's there. Uh, but AEW, on the other hand, struggling right now and bringing in people that have experience that can work with the young talent it all it makes all the sense in the world but is that really what they're going to be doing or are they just going to be there for a couple of weeks and be like Ugh, i see what punk was talking about and then they they just settle in take the money and yep. just do whatever i think that's it bro i think that's absolutely it, it once a week is still pretty good compared to four times a week so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and then and then in edges case, might have sent him over there to get paid and pick pockets because it, hey I don't got much for you, but you can go make seven million. Yeah, we'll but, make it, bro, but and draw, the, draw money off. That's a question too. How do you not have much? Yeah. You you've seen how they dropped the ball just from okay, it was good the Royal Rumble return. And I believe he was one of the guys that got smashed, stacked, and pinned uh by Roman. But mm -hmm. after that, you know, there was a lot of terrible shit. There remember do you remember the the greatest wrestling match of all time? Do you remember that? No, I forgot. That's literally what they were promoting it as the match between him and Randy Orton. It was like a half cinematic, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever ridiculous, you know, <clears throat> bullshit thing. And just, just a bunch of nothing for edge who, who worked, did all that work to come back from a career ending injury. And you got, you mean, you tell me you have nothing for edge. You can't be serious. Right. So even as a mentor, and, to, so to be as, mentoring guys, right. You know? So as you lowered his stock, over the over the the couple years that he's been back then you send him over to aw how's he supposed to make a splash we've already seen him and we don't care it's yeah. not like you know it's not like for example a punk coming back after seven years of obscurity and you know not really putting himself out there we seen edge we we, we seen him a few weeks ago in a match with sheamus a random smackdown match with sheamus we're yeah. not impressed he's not gonna turn the fortunes of this company around but they do have enough young talent and enough veteran talent that they could really make a run at this if they got their shit together. Unfortunately, I believe Tony's going to have to relinquish a little bit of control and, you know, have more people um, do more ideas, but that's not going to necessarily get people in the buildings right away. So, what do you think about the Adams family winning the trios title? Adam Cole, Adam Hangman Page, and Adam Copeland together. Um, well, you see, you got a, 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 a wimp, a cripple, <laughs> and an old man. That's, but together, they combine yeah, to be an unstoppable force. <laughs> they are all together Uki, I'll say that. <laughs> Points. Get me Uki! <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, this was an interesting headline. We'll see here. Uh, I mean, I hope that... I, I don't even know. I, I don't know where they're making money, but uh, there's some of our friends there, so I wish them the best. Uh, but uh, NWA president Billy Corgan has revealed the introduction of a fresh territory where NWA champions will participate in the promotion. Uh, and at Exodus Pro, Van Corgan made the announcement while accompanied by EC3, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion and former WWE star, the Exodus Pro become a new NWA territory in the video which was shared uh, on NWA social media. Corrigan stated the NWA Exodus Pro Heavyweight Championship 
will be recognized by NWA. The company will be called NWA Exodus Pro. So what does that mean in real terms? The NWA Exodus Pro brand from Cleveland, Ohio, will now represent NWA champions coming to town. And very soon, NWA Exodus Pro Heavyweight Championship will be recognized as a title by the National Wrestling Alliance. So, you know, this feels very um, (laughs) control-your-narrative-driven to me. Uh, where I don't think EC3 had the backing after Braun went back to WWE to do what he wanted to, um, which was partner with independents and uh, get over that controlling the narrative. And I think NWA has been on, uh, you know, the negative side of things uh, when it comes to money and draw and making any money. He's probably since Billy bought it and we're looking for ways he's using his concerts. Like uh, I had suggested a couple of years ago to, to really help get this to where it is. I think he should be working with Netflix as hot as the wrestlers are right now in order to do that. And you're moving into OVW territory, which is red hot, which OVW usually runs to Cincy, not the Cleveland. So he's taking Northern Ohio. Um, and then Buffalo has got a good wrestling contingent there too, but ESW is the big draw in Buffalo. So Will we see more of this where Billy comes in to give the shine to your promotion, like an immortal, like an ESW, like an Excite Wrestling in New York and uh, UPW and makes you an NWA territory where they recognize your belt? And then EC3 gets to go work the circuit <laughs> how he wanted to to make his money. It seems like, I mean, the EC3's business plan was uh, had legs. It just changed, you know, uh, once Braun went back. And this seems a bit like that now also did you see ec3 serenading hogan with his theme song no i did not he was down at the hogan karaoke in florida and saying i am a real american and i was just like <laughs> like what do you think you see other nwa champions go hulkster this one's for you, baby. Harley Race sings Hogan's theme song. Maybe Dusty could have got away with it. But uh, I don't know, man. That that for me is like, ah, oh, man, come on. You, you, you're, now's your time to shine. That's not the one to do. Well, it sounds like something Hooter would do, doesn't it, though? It does. It, it does. It's very on did, brand for him. And he, he did it, and it's fine. He, he only gets, uh, you know, that, that opportunity. He's going to do what he wants. I'm not judging him, but the boys are always going to go, okay (laughs) yeah that's that's our job we're supposed to rib him so um it's an interesting idea for the nwa uh that they could you know that they could possibly expand (laughs) yeah he's right stevie's right he's a sorry stevie we apologize we apologize um but uh you know nwa is an interesting entity because so you you have all the legacy you have you you own the rights to all that sort of stuff pretty much in terms of the belts and and everything and you got a you got a decent little program right and it's free you know you can watch it on youtube and you can watch you know their weekly shows and follow along and everything like that um and then recently corrigan made that comment about we're in you know we're in position to be the number two wrestling company. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people, as I did scoffed at it. Mm. So let's see, let's see why I just went to their, uh, fir- first I typed NWA into YouTube. Cause I want to bring up their page. Wow. First you're going to get easy. Right. So, so when I saw, Oh, 867,000 subscribers, that's a pretty good number. Oh, wait, 
<laughs> let me let me let me go to the actual NWA page. Two sixty-seven thousand. Not a, quite a lot of subscribers for these for somebody that remember now. This is are you are you on Twitter? Anyone, are, you, are you talking Twitter on YouTube? YouTube, okay. Where they where the, it's just their primary platform, right? Right. right? Remember, that's 267,000 people in the world because anybody anywhere can watch this. Anybody can subscribe to this and they can and they can see it. And what that tells me is that not that many people are seeing it. So that's a case of what we're talking about with AEW, where it's like just because they turn their creative around doesn't mean that's going to translate into asses in seats or views on television, which is what counts for them. Um but even at even at a social media level like nwa is not putting up impressive numbers so it really comes down to the key word here that we're talking about with all these people tony khan billy corgan scott demore whoever's in charge of these promotions and everything that's the key word promoter are you promoting this yeah how are you expanding this you just for for some people for somebody like nwa it's as simple as we're on YouTube. Watch us. It doesn't right. cost you anything. You don't have to subscribe to anything. You just go and watch it. And well, it's only an it's, hour it's a an week or two campaign, hours a week. Right? Like going into Cleveland and announcing that you're working with an indie and that Exodus Pro's title isn't going to bring you. How many How many people has Exodus Pro drawn? Mate, let's just be uh, cons- uh, like uh, excessive indie and say 400, right? Good. If they were, good for them. And if Billy's there, maybe they drew six. Great. Um, but that's only 600 people who might subscribe to your YouTube channel. I think you laid it out perfectly. That is like, if we're looking at the the whiteboard on the wall going, what are the major things that we need to overcome? It's not partnering with local indies to, to make them. It's getting this YouTube number from 267,000 to 2,670,000 over the course of the next six months. How do we do that? Well, a, I'm Billy Corgan, one of the fucking world's greatest rock stars, and I should have be able to call and get somebody from YouTube on the line in order to get me in the algorithm and to do some quid pro quo exchange where on the Smashing Pumpkins fucking channel, they're going to give away a free concert. I've laid this out with Netflix um, plenty of times of how his show could get on there too. And just the fact that they don't have a social media person apparently that's focusing on that and how to how do we add x amount of uh subs and and even are we at every comic-con are we at everything with a qr code to send them right to it to say subscribe get our numbers up or what what promotions are we running for free how long is tyrus champion on fox news yeah dude like that that's a problem like uh you know that we're not uh the call to action isn't anything more than subscribe to our YouTube channel and, and get it out there. We need to get a million subs. Like people want to respond and interact in that Mm -hmm. way. Instead, they're kind of embarrassed where it's like, Oh, we only got 267,000. Don't bring it up. And Mm -hmm. you got to look at it the other way. You got to go, we've only got 267,000. You guys are missing out on the best wrestling product that there is. And Mm -hmm. you know, to, to get and call to action to get those subs up. And then we're going to see some value difference in, in what they're doing, man. So I don't know, like good for that indie, but th- the focus is in the wrong spot. Just to put that in perspective for the number two, the person is in position to be number two wrestling company, all elite wrestling on YouTube 
which they don't run their shows on YouTube. They put clips and other things on there. 3.87 million subscribers for mm-hmm. All Elite Wrestling. And uh, for WWE, forget it. It's like 100 million or something like that. It's astronomical compared to what you're doing. And no one's trying to say that you're going to catch up to either one of those. But you can't, if, if you can't get people's awareness up to free shit, how the hell are you going to make any money? I expect them to pop, to to buy stuff. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even if you're in my town and you're doing a show. I'm not going to pay money to do that when I can watch your show on YouTube for free and I still won't subscribe to it. We need a, a former NWA. It's worth paying Ric Flair to cut the promo to tell people to go subscribe mm-hmm. or while he's out on there. You know what I mean to to get that over and uh, definitely get this over. Happy birthday to Big Stevie Cool! You guys go to at oh, BWO Stevie or Stevie Richards Fitness uh, or Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis on YouTube and leave him a great birthday message man and tell him not to work out too hard because he's getting new equipment he was on some goddamn lay down pull-up machine the other day and then he was running on too steep of an incline then he was practicing stevie kicks and uh you know that's just what um, he wants I'm, to do i'm glad i know it's what he wants to do but it, i don't want him to overdo it like uh and be be taking himself out of the game man but i'm glad to see him you know living life and, and doing great things man but uh, i'm gonna big, send him a cake emoji out. live on the air do it man uh big shout out to big stevie cool happy birthday buddy we love you um and don't don't hold it against me when we got to do smackdown live after this <laughs> details of vince mcmahon's agreement to pay legal fees for wwe stockholder lawsuit uh, for over a year now, former WWE owner Vince McMahon has been embroiled in a scandal revolving around hush money payments over alleged sexual misconduct. According to our recent SEC filing, McMahon agreed to pay $2 million to the plaintiffs in the stockholder lawsuit that originated back in January to cover legal fees. The sum is in addition to $17.4 million that McMahon was forced to pay back to the company to cover the cost of investigation into his actions, which was one of the points of the lawsuit. The larger sum was ordered by the court back in March, while the $2 million amount was agreed to in May. Of the suit filed by WWE stockholder Carol Casale and Crystal Laval in January also sought to address McMahon's changing of the company's bylaws, allowing him to appoint himself back to the board of directors after stepping down in 2022. Uh, once the nature of that lawsuit became clear, McMahon reverted the bylaws to the previous iteration, rendering the aspect of the lawsuit no longer relevant. Wow. Uh, <laughs> fuck your bylaws and fuck you, bitches, he said. Uh, this isn't the end of the road for McMahon, although we've come. Uh, in terms of legal trouble, uh, it was reported that McMahon had been served with a federal search warrant as well as subpoena from a grand jury in July. Um, we still haven't heard the follow-up on that as well. So uh, I think Rocky Road's ahead and even um, – is it because they want to strike down anybody who could be affiliated with Trump? That could definitely be a, a, a double win for them of why they're doing it. Uh, or is it real SEC violation cash-ins from the stock price? Absolutely, that happened <laughs> as well. Uh, or is it more NDA salaciousness because sex sells headlines? Um any way you slice it, there's three things that would make Endeavor, the new owners of WWE, go, we can't have you on the board right now and remove you from that. And I think Dana White is in that same position of not being a top board member decision maker because 
slapping your wife around <laughs> at the bar on camera. Not a great look, Briz. Uh, having millions and millions of dollars in gambling uh, issues over the years. Not the best look. A liability, right? Um, so I don't know what, what whatever they're going to do with this grand jury subpoena of everything they took out of there. Who knows what they got or what their game plan is. Um, I feel it's tied to maybe word got out that he wanted to be vice president because when you got $9.3 billion, what are you going to spend your goddamn money on? So, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting stuff here. What are you thinking, vet? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. First of all, <laughs> uh, second of all the stuff you listed. I mean, Hey, how about all the above? Why choose, you know, yeah. like. We know you're guilty of something. Can we? It's can we a cornucopia of, of charges. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, you know, whatever. Justice needs to be served one way or another. Uh, I don't know. I I just wish it would happen instead of yeah. all this. You know, like oh, we're we're reporting this, uh, and now we're reporting this, and then you don't hear anything, and you know these guys have a way of getting out of shit. So. Yeah. It'd just be nice to get the news one day when they finally nail it down, whatever it is. And then we can all say, yep, we have the concrete evidence to prove that we were right to, you know, to not like you for some reason all along. Yeah. 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 Uh, Billy Wolf in the house wrestling uh, reportress reporter. And there's no need to, to quantify reportress. it. Uh, <laughs> I like reportress. Get me the reportress. Um, no, don't, don't, don't get him the report. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, uh, big show this weekend, uh, locally as well. Dynasty that, uh, kind of preempted immortal and, uh, and Chris Envy's, uh, company, uh, back in Albany and, uh, some of my students on the show and Joey Conway, uh, a big show for them. Although I got to talk about it and heat on him. Envy's <laughs> always been good to me and he listens to my ideas and he's, He's the one who brought the conspiracy horsemen together. So I'm eternally grateful for that as far as letting us perform together and having some great moments. And uh, he's always been easy for me to work with. And I wasn't on this show and, and that's fine. Um, but then I see things where I'm like, I got to stomp Envy's ass. So I'm sure Billy will stooge to him, but that, that's fine. So here's my message to Envy. Do not fucking have major surprises that you spend money on and not billboard them only to pop the crowd. They drew, let's say 200. Good. I'm glad he had fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, machismo, uh, fucking, uh, God damn it. No, I'm drawing Jay lethal? Jay lethal show up out of nowhere as a surprise. There's no other major names on the show. It's all indie guys who have a pretty good reputation who are going to put on an awesome show that we've been working with each other for a decade up here, okay? From Joey Conway to whoever else, my guy, Brother Jonas, who's my student, is doing great things. I'm real proud of him. Fucking, <laughs> he has Jay Lethal show up for 200 people. Envy. I'm going to give you the fucking Al Snow speech and exact or the, the, the Danny Davis one. And it's the same thing I laid down about the rock showing up as a surprise. I get that you want to pop the crowd. I did the same thing when I had Al Snow show up on a show as a surprise that I already had fucking Damien Sandow booked on because I wanted to be a mark for myself like Paul Heyman and make the crowd go, oh, and they did. But there was 340 people there. OVW holds 450 people. 
<laughs> Danny Davis chewed my ass out so hard about not filling those seats and him making money because after wrestlers, you see what it costs to run there. And, and because we, and he let us do it. He let revolver and I do it. He knew and, and Al stooge it off. And just so he could promo us afterwards. If you would have billboarded Jay lethal, you might've drawn four or 500 fucking people, bro. So now for a surprise for some diehard dynasty fans, whatever that means, you left a lot of money on the table. These are the booking 101 errors that I try and work with independent promoters to not make those mistakes, to get max value. I'm sure the crowd loved having Jay Lethal there. I'm sure Jay Lethal delivered, but we could have sold 400 tickets instead of 200. What's more important? Yalla. <laughs> 200 people for Jay Lethal. That sounds like an NWA show. <laughs> right? So, you know, like these and, are the, and ben, these I are know, the things, man. I know you I know you tell the story about Al a lot, but I I, I do want to say some comforting words to you because I've heard you tell that story quite a few times. And mm -hmm. I, I just want you to feel a little bit better despite Danny chewing you out because you know that 120 people have never cumulatively and collectively paid to see Al Snow before, right? Like that's <laughs> not happened in the history Boy, of his that's career. Why we had so to do the you were not right? going to. Yeah, it was always <laughs> going to be what it was going Al, to be. If we would have yeah, we actually yeah, 300 <laughs> only. Yeah, oh, damn. We lost 40. Points. Points. Oh, good yeah. rib. Uh, but we love Al. That's why yeah. we're... You know, Absolutely. you have to make an Al Snow joke, right? <laughs> so uh, whenever that gets stooged off the Envy, Envy, don't make me slap you around because you know I'll do it. <laughs> Five dollars? Uh, yeah, for, for him, I'm going to charge more and be a surprise. Uh, Bobby Lashley's <laughs> WWE stable could reportedly be adding a new member. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Ashley to some, uh, is working with Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, but According to the outlet, Odyssey Jones has been discussed to join the ranks of Lashley, Ford, and Dawkins. Um, I'm not familiar with Odyssey Jones. Um, I know you are and Big Ray are doing a great job uh, hanging in with NXT. Uh, what do you think of uh, Odyssey Jones? What's the scouting report on him, Vet? Well, Odyssey Jones is a big bastard, you know? Yeah. So God he's damn. one of those those athletic, uh, you know, those athletic you kind of fat guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Rick Ross. Uh, uh, so he's yeah, he's definitely a big motherfucker, and he is athletic. However, um, he suffered a, I believe it was a knee injury. You know, or er, kind of early on into his his NXT run there. He's a big um, motherfucker, like Lashley is, or like no, Bear, like Bearcat. more like Mark Henry. I was gonna say like, he's more he's more like Bearcat then. Yeah, not as athletic as Keith Lee, but um just a just a big fast moving kind of guy, you know. Let's get one up there for for Bearcat. Let's, let's let's not. I'm not I'm not supporting <laughs> this. Um so but, uh, I, I was gonna put this out there because I hadn't read this. Wouldn't you I mean right, you would think so, right? Right. Uh, put Jake in there, you know, that'd be the, I would I would also like her to come in and turn it down because they're not big enough stars for her. That I think that's good. good. I think that's great. Yeah, uh, I don't have Then it kind of gets both things over, right? Like she's definitely coveted, yet she's not yep. just gonna join up and become a B fab. So if you so you take Odyssey Jones, you can put him in there. Odyssey Jones actually drafted to Raw. Remember back when the draft happened? Yeah, and it was like Oh, and here's some other motherfuckers that weren't worth our TV time. So that he, Odyssey Jones is one of those. So for some reason they drafted him and they've just not used him. So not mm. only am I surprised 
to hear him, you know, in consideration for this thing, because I'd kind of forgotten about him. But I'm surprised he survived a round of cuts because it just seems like if you bring somebody up supposedly to the road and then you just absolutely do nothing with them, like nothing. Has he been on main event even? I'll have to yeah. check my Hulu episodes to see if uh you know if what he's ever been on there. With, with Carmelo, uh I call him Carmelo Anthony. What is it, Carmelo Hayes? They brought yeah, well, him up and he was in the crowd, then gone. Yeah, and I can understand making an appearance because they're cross they're cross pollinating like the the angles and stuff. So right. like, yeah, making making him a, a thing with Baron Corbin, I think, or some what whatever it was. Um, but yeah, Odyssey, nothing. So uh, I don't know. Uh, he he could he could join. You know, it, it it again goes back to the checkers laziness of like, you know, or as Stevie would talk about the uh, the. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, Tony Gurria, right? right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, you're you black are. guys. These are black guys. <laughs> exactly, you guys right? right? You know, like, oh, that's as far as you thought about it, huh? This that's guy has it. no identity whatsoever other than being a black guy. So put him with a, they I mean, don't even have a name. We, we keep calling them the Hurt Business. Right? They're not even that. They're not even no. the Hurt Business. Speaking no. of which, Cedric Alexander's still around, just not cut and losing on raw uh yeah. why um, Apollo crews not cut either right like not even on tv what, what not, is going yeah. on here yeah something strange right and uh, just people laying low or, or else vince is that racist and that senile where he thinks there's like four black guys but he thinks they're all the same person like he doesn't realize that he's got all four of them could be um but then again you have to wonder is it really vince because you can almost you, you can almost um correlate Vince's involvement by the amount of gray in Paul Heyman's hair, like the grayer it gets, the less, the oh, less damn. there's Vince McMahon involvement because he's not telling him to diet or whatever. So yeah. could could Vince be phased out? You no, know? I Who told knows? him go on a diet, not diet. God damn, nobody listens. God damn. <laughs> um, update on talks reportedly taking place for a potential Matt Riddle versus Jake Paul fight. Uh, from our man, uh, Ross, the boss vermin. Hopefully you're doing well, pal. Uh, Matt Riddle was one of the multiple WWE stars released in the wake of WWE finalizing its merger. But according to the Observer, uh, Meltzer Seltzer, representatives of the former superstar representatives for Jake Paul are in very preliminary talks for some kind of exhibition between the two fighters. According to the report, it will then it'll be up to Paul and his representatives if the fight happens or not. No words given on what form of combat the two will engage in. Um, I, I like to see uh, pistols at dawn. Uh, with Paul becoming an established name in the world of uh, special attraction boxing, Riddle, with any background that puts him at a disadvantage in traditional boxing, especially against an up-and-comer like uh, Paul, Riddle's not been able to negotiate any kind of professional wrestling contract until December 20th, limiting him to more traditional combat sports. According to the Observer, there's been interest in uh, from other wrestling companies, but Riddle carries considerable baggage as the wrestler not only behavioral and behavioral and substance abuse issues but also had allegations of sexual assault levied against them uh yada 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 um yeah man i don't know if that's the the draw fight or not um i'm sure riddle's looking for that healthy paycheck that comes with fighting a, a paul brother at this time um usually there just needs to be some type of heat so uh, I don't know, Riddle's nice guy, stoner attitude versus Jake Paul. You kind of almost got to mix in the dissing him because of his behavioral issues and the porn stuff and the, and the rehab stuff. And that's what makes it a Riddle story of a comeback to try and beat 
Paul, but these fights are worked. So why would you yeah. let Riddle beat Paul? You know what I mean? So I don't know. It just, uh, it seems the, the, the roadmap here isn't clear to me. Well, I mean, Riddle's not always a baby face in real life. Uh, you know, he got some steam for talking shit about Goldberg and all this other stuff about how he would just beat his ass and all that. So he could tap into that if he wants to get into this. He could yeah. say Jake Paul's not a real fighter. He's a fraud, whatever. And all that really matters to Jake Paul when they're talking about these preliminary talks or whatever, the preliminary talks are like, will you do a job for me like everyone else does? And yeah. if Riddle says yes, then fight's on. I got not. It's out. like, well, we weren't able to come to an agreement. Uh, I got to reach out for, to him because I saw that he's uh, trademarked Riddle OG uh, as a weed uh, name or strain. And I don't know if that's just with a company that's doing prepackaged buds or not, but definitely would like to have him uh, with Horseshoe Genetics, Rob Van Dam, too. But uh, so we'll see what business comes, what may here. Um, I think. Uh, wrap it up with this final one that we had talked earlier about uh, people possibly jumping ship to WWE through the Cody connection. Uh, but Dax Hardwood issues a statement of fans following FTR's tag team title loss on collision. Um, and shortly after the match, Dax Hardwood issued a public statement via Twitter. They lost to Ricky Starks and big bill. Uh, so what a run. Love you all top guys out guys. I say top guys out all the time. We ain't going nowhere. This is our home. I don't know, bro. Like, uh why would you have top guys drop the belt to a mismatched tag team then put that out and then go we ain't going nowhere uh there is unconfirmed speculation that cash wheeler is injured uh so maybe that is why he says we were told fdr were in favor fightful select says this but they also said they knew about serena and they didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground uh we're told that fdr were in favor of a match going the way that it did in the hopes that it could help make collision feel special and different there were some ears perked up uh, regarding CMFTR, FTR's trio name was CM Punk, uh, being trademarked by Dax Hardwood, but several sources pointed out that FTR could use the name outside of AEW or in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Bro, if you're trademarking, trademarking CMFTR, now here's the rib. Are they going to fuck with Punk in bringing him back and they think they're going with him and then they keep FTR on ice? just to fuck with them for leaving and, and some of the shoots they've cut on WWE. I could see FTR getting used as like a little power play uh, or, or to keep those guys all like looking over their shoulder, or maybe they'll just bring them back and use them and bury them possibly too, uh, to, to show that they act like they're top guys, but really, Kofi Kingston and fucking Woods are top guys, right? Like, uh, or the Viking Raiders or somebody. So interesting, uh, but I think they're definitely ready to go back. And when you, if Buddy's injured or Cash Wheeler's injured, uh, that uh, maybe wants to have that little time off to get whatever he needs done for when he can can come back. It, it may be Survivor Series or Royal Rumble or whatever it is. And uh, when you do top guys out and drop the belts in a quick five minute get over to a tag team that doesn't work together, that that is pretty telling. What are you thinking on that? Vet? Um, well, there's actually a lot of intrigue behind it at the match itself. If you want to hear what I thought about the match, I would direct you to this week's episode of The Wreckage uh, because yeah. I pretty much covered it in depth there um and i i recommend it even if you only want to skip to that part and listen to that part sure. to, to to care about that 
uh, because it, it was very interesting. But as far as all the other political intrigue outside the ring, I think it'd be another indicator of who's really running shit if they were to jump back over. Because if Vince McMahon's still running shit, they ain't going. If Triple H is running shit, they will. Yeah. Yeah, so if they point. end up there, that'll point. tell you that and Paul Heyman's hair will tell you who's actually running the day to day. Or or on the next indicator. level of that, Vince will let game bring them back so they think they're over. Then Vince steps in and puts them back in the clown outfits and has maybe. them fucking doing jingo jingo. Maybe, but I would still suggest even if he wanted to do that, he's got other bigger fish to fry right at the moment sure, to worry sure. about those two fucking guys. Yeah. Um I barely worry about those fucking guys and I have to cover their matches. So <laughs> not not really thinking about them too much. But it, that's just one little thing. Um punk coming back at survivor series it's going to be another one of those worst kept secret type things right you know and i'm sure they would like to go and, and do all <laughs> Will that. he be a third tag team partner that runs out during the middle yeah the halfway through the match <laughs> right yeah in the middle of a traditional survivor series four on four and there's only there's three, three right now I wonder yeah, what, what, what could be who could who could be here in chicago <laughs> yeah uh it's cole cabana or <laughs> scotty goldman um so mom, so, yeah yeah, no, uh, but but yeah, so so that that's interesting. But um, they could just as easily stay in AEW. Uh, the, the, what what's interesting about the booking of that match too is that Young Bucks recently became number one contenders and did the little face off thing, and mm. now all of a sudden, no, we're not. So um, who knows? Uh, yeah, it seems like all that business is I, shot right in the ass, doesn't it? I. I do think that Cash was hurt. I feel like I heard that already. And okay. I can't remember when it happened or or where it happened, but it could have been a reason where but, they Then here's like, the problem. Like, they're just dropping belts. If a guy's hurt, an injury is an opportunity to make a heal. So fucking let him get they, heat on. You're yeah, right. They, they, did. they did get heat they on They crushed him. him. It was like four minutes, if that. Okay. They, okay. They, they crushed him. And I thought, you know. But did they um, get heat on the injured part? That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, okay. They, they tossed cash out of the ring and he stayed out there for the entire match. They threw, okay. they slammed him through the table, uh, and, and just took him out of commission. I mean, like I said, you can, you can hear the rundown on wreckage, sure. but basically they ran him over. Um, they're not exactly, I mean, they seem thrown together if you're not following along, but they kind of have been together for a little bit. This, so this was like a statement for them, which is why I think FTR wanted to do it the way they did it. What would be really great booking is if now the Young Bucks take their number one contendership and they get run over too. Because that way they'll really put these guys over and it'll really make the tag team division interesting to see, okay, who's going to dethrone these guys that we just assumed were thrown together or transitional or whatever. Now mm -hmm. they're actually killers. Who's going to beat them? Then you make things interesting over there again. Are they going to do that? Of course not. They're not going to do that, but they could. <laughs> um, so so that that there's just a lot of different ways to look at this um but you know as the great glenn gilberti would say this is all speculation we don't know <laughs> absolutely and i look forward to hopefully uh hanging out at k100 this week uh i know oh, i got yeah. the, they've been the asking for you they got the invite last week but things got a little sideways and conan wanted to do some extra research on some stuff so hopefully this wednesday we can hook it up and have hmg back over there and like i said uh then that next thursday morning get with crowbar for the friday locker room could be a a huge week of shows here at HMG, you guys. We're 40 strong to close it out, up to 44, up from 33. Uh, so 
Appreciate I love listening all you to K100, Ben, yeah. and hearing Conan be like, we need to get Ben back on here. <laughs> <laughs> it always, that always makes me yeah. smile, you know? Because they want me to say the things they don't want to say about conspiracies, really. Mm -hmm. they, like, they know it, but uh, I appreciate that, man. When uh, guys who you hold in high esteem uh, from my days of uh, watching as a fan to now being able to, you know, be hold my head up in their locker room. That's uh, always a great uh, crossover for HMG and Russo brand. And, and I appreciate that. So I uh, look forward to hanging out with Feeney disco and uh, K dog over there. And again, uh, more Friday veteran locker room is going to be very, very cool. I love these crossovers cafe day, Renee, or uh, even working Kenny Bolin. He wants me to come back over there mm -hmm. or vice versa. So just trying to make the rounds, but also trying to get my cannabis off the ground. And there's only so much of me to go around you guys. I mean, there's a lot, I try and pack it on, but, uh, uh, my next show is October 21st in Cobble skill, New York uh, at immortal sons of Allah just announced to go over there and beat the shit out of everybody. Cause, uh, it's going to be heels over strong. Uh, you wanted the October surprise. Well, you fucking got it. So be ready to deal with it. Uh, and, uh, absolutely check out the vet on the next level review with big Ray hanging out with the smackdown guys and Roy ams uh, my man dj mass effects on collision uh everybody just putting in that that extra work man here man in the wall at hmg and i appreciate all the producers and hosts and uh kaz for doing all the clips and uploads man really great to see that crossover even april hunter hanging out with russo on uh chicken necks over there man uh we all we all grow stronger together i think and absolutely with stevie richards wrestling analysis channel hopefully uh he takes it easy on some of these workouts but uh great great content coming out all the time you guys so thank you for watching it all and sharing it all that's what helps us uh, grow these numbers. I actually put out a double episode of uh, the consultants last night with uh, alleged emails from the network executive and one from Shane McMahon. <laughs> so I uh, get that at patreon.com slash Hameen media group group uh, and, uh, and check that out as well. So uh, that, what else going on? Anything, man, anything I missed? Well, as of this recording, of course, uh, it's going to be later tonight, live, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, smack in the middle of football and wrestling. We got the Impact Attack. The impact Attack. Well, how, can I, how can I forget so, the Impact? So, man, you want to hear about a company that's not ready to be the number two promotion? Then come yeah. and check out our expert analysis uh, where we try to make justifications for why you aren't building this company around the one superstar you have, which is... Moose. Moose. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I saw I saw uh Instagram because that's all she does of uh of uh Trish Parker uh doing back uh yesterday, Jordan Grace. And I'm not shitting you. I thought it was Shiloh. <laughs> I thought it was Truth Magnum from behind. I was like, dude, Shiloh's getting jacked. Look at his back, and then she turned around and I'll tell me I'm beautiful. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah well if you want to see the real truth magnum you know check out <laughs> ring of honor uh, it's another yeah. show we don't cover here though uh you'll just have to watch that one on your own um but uh, he's been doing nwa and ovw too though the yeah. outrunners are outrunners everywhere. everywhere youngest men alive check them out man you gotta you yeah. gotta see what the outrunners are up to um check out speaking of that check out wrestling with rip rogers who have had absolutely uh, you know we've had um uh you know turbo turbo floyd and myself on an episode of wrestling with Rip roger simultaneously before they had so. turbo and floyd on there yeah they had turbo floyd and vet at the same time so it was it was a a great show but check them out every week at uh, friday at noon concrete time uh 
and uh then you've got um yeah so impact attack tonight monday uh you got wrestling with rip rogers friday next level review wednesday uh to wreckage sunday i mean you know, <laughs> too much too much bet <laughs> we, we need to we, we need to get a little less bet Take on the show please yeah well i don't want you to get burnt out man because you're an essential part of the team here but you do what you want to do and uh, everyone loves all your uh you know insight as always man uh, as analytic and critically Thank thought you. out as any uh pundit and worker in this business man i'm so uh happy to share the mic with you and get my mic corrected thank you for uh... I'm, tr- I'm trying to play chess <laughs> i'm trying to play chess with the Absolutely. chess pieces and the chess board okay yep. no candy land here uh we appreciate it and everybody hanging out uh hey go see declan for your finish uh or don't see in the email <laughs> yeah he wasn't yeah i gotta get i can probably get his indiana state university start to open up back door through declan uh right. but uh y'all uh, on behalf of the vet hacker hameen you know what it is it's the monday locker room first of all don't tell me what to do i tried but uh, i couldn't